What's up? It's Delaney, and I'd love to invite you to become an honorary co-host of the Self-Helpless Podcast. Do you want to pick episode topics and guests? Done. Want to surprise your loved ones with shout-outs on the show for a birthday, project launch, a much-needed divorce? Whatever you're up to, would love to be a part of the celebration. Get your favorite and least favorite quotes featured on the podcast, submit questions for our special guests, and find lots more new features and surprises at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. You'll also get added to our patron insider email list to easily redeem rewards via a quick email reply because we know hanging out on Patreon isn't everyone's thing. You can also opt out of emails if you prefer to be a silent supporter of the show. And don't worry, we do not Scrooge McDuck these contributions. 100% of proceeds go directly to operating expenses that make this weekly podcast possible and available to all. Learn more at patreon.com selfhelpless or simply click the link in this episode's description. Thank you for helping me fill the void of being the last standing host of the Self Helpless Podcast. Thank you so much. <sighs> The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Self Helpless. I'm Kelsey Cook. I'm Delaney Fisher. And today we are going to be talking about communication in relationships, as well as kind of an emphasis on communication accommodation theory. And I am juiced. I am yes. excited to talk about this one. I feel like I've got a lot to say on it, and I want to hear how you feel about it. I'm excited to learn about it. I don't know shit about this topic, so Kelsey is going to be schooling me on all this, and I'm I'm excited to learn about it. You are married. You do know about communication and relationships. I guess so. But communica- yeah, communication accommodation theory, I had never looked into it or read about it, and um, you know, I have a, a little tiny nugget of, of information that I have now, but I'm excited to kind of dive into that. Yes. 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 Um, Before we get into our quotable, just a reminder, I am on tour and um, I will be at the Hartford Funny Bone this weekend and um, the Syracuse Funny Bone right after that, the weekend after. And then the rest of my dates in March, I'm in Minneapolis at Acme Comedy Club. I'm so excited. Um, I still don't, I can't tell you yet for sure if that's where and when I'm shooting the special, but I will keep everybody posted. Um, I will be at uh, Zany's in Chicago, March 18th through 19th, City Winery in New York City, March 24th, and then Niagara Falls, March 25th through 26th. So those are the February, March ones. So many other dates throughout the rest of the year. If you go to KelseyCook.com, you can get tickets. And please also go to TTomComedy.com to get Taylor's tour tickets. Yes. So exciting. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited for you to film your special. Um, You can head over to DelaneyFisher.com for business simplicity coaching information, efficient out of the podcast, which is the minimalist business podcast. And you can join the D list, which is my email list when you join, when you join, I mean, you could do that too. When you join, you get access to all kinds of complimentary resources, hot tips, 
private episodes of stuff. You name it, we got it. So if you want to join, we'd love to have you over there. Hell yes. That's it. Cool. Um, We do have a quotable today. This quotable is from Cassandra Clare, attributed to Cassandra Clare. And it says, heroes aren't always the ones who win. Sometimes they are the ones who lose, but they keep fighting and they keep coming back. And that's what makes them heroes. Mm. Mm. Delicious. Nice. And this was submitted by one of our helpsers over at Patreon, Amanda. Amanda, thank you so much for submitting that quote. That's fantastic. If you want to head over to patreon.com slash self-helpless, you can submit quotes that get on the show. Amanda also shared with us why this quote means so much to them. Um, The quote means so much to me and I still love it and get inspired by it when things get tough. It reminds me that the bravest thing you can do is to keep going and keep trying even when things aren't working in your favor because eventually they will again. And then uh, thank you so much for this amazing podcast. Love Amanda from Sweden. Wow. Thank you so much. Amanda, so cool. Thank you for being part of our Patreon community and submitting that fabulous quote. So true. Yes. Resonates real hard. Hi from not Sweden. My gosh, you're so (laughs) far away. Thank you for listening. That's so sweet. So far Um, and so close. Yes. (laughs) So let's let's just jump right into it. Um, Let's do it. Kelsey, you let's do it, baby. I'm ready to learn. I've got you. I'm going to hold your hand. We're going to walk through this episode. It's going to be a good time. So, I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm going to hold you tight, sweet, precious child. So communication accommodation theory is something I learned about uh, in a class in college, and it just always really stuck with me because it would pop up for me as I got older in real world situations rather than just talking about it in a class. And it's something that pops into my mind still very frequently when I'm either interacting with friends, with family members, or in a relationship. I just think it's something that is fascinating. And once you become aware of it, you see it everywhere. So the idea behind communication accommodation theory, it's it's a general, this is the, the definition from Wiley Online Library, a general theoretical framework of both interpersonal and intergroup communication. It seeks to explain and predict why, when, and how people adjust their communication behavior during social interaction. That is a very, you know, flowery, flowery way of basically saying that we change how we talk when we're talking to different people. Yes. Makes so, sense. You might talk to your best friend differently than you talk to your grandma, unless your grandma's right. your best friend. Then, right. right. Unless yeah. your grandma is fucking dope and you're like, some bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and you can say that to your friend and your grandma. Yeah. And you're good. <laughs> Jealous. That sounds incredible. Um, but generally, yeah, you, you would talk to like a friend of yours differently than you would talk to your boss. Right. And- So we're constantly making tiny little pivots in our life, depending on who we're talking to, even on podcasts, like like this version of ourselves that we are when we're on this podcast might be a different version of us than when we go on certain other podcasts, right? And maybe you've never met the other hosts before, or maybe it's about a completely different topic, but we all have different facets of ourselves that come out when we're talking to different people. So, um, ah, makes a lot of sense. Right. Um, but what I think is really interesting to me is how 
communication accommodation theory applies in romantic relationships because especially right at the start of dating somebody, you are, it's almost like a dance or like double Dutch where you are trying to figure out the rhythm in which you talk to this person, whether it's in person, whether it's through text. Like I think the world of texting with this theory is so, it's so interesting to me um, how you will know as you start texting with a potential partner, what their texting style is like, and you're likely to kind of match how they are because you're just trying to figure out like, okay, so this is kind of how they talk. They kind of figure out how you talk, but let's say you start talking with somebody new and they're like real big on emojis. They like (laughs) use them frequently. (laughs) They're really big on throwing in LOL, ha, 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 ha. Like the tone of the messages are more playful and maybe a lot of exclamation marks, right? A lot of just upbeat, fun communication. When I've ever communicated with somebody like that, it makes me feel like I have permission to also communicate that way. Yeah. And then sometimes you'll text with people who are like very, very dry in text and it almost sounds like they hate you if you were to just judge it based on like punctuation alone. People yes. who only end things with a period, no emojis, no ha ha. Right. And so I, do you know what I mean? That you're always yeah. kind of taking the temperature of this person you're talking to. Okay. This makes a lot of sense. And I can, I love what you said about giving yourself permission because I remember being at my old corporate job and like, um, just starting the position and like emailing my boss, a very like professional email with all the punctuations and all that stuff. And noticing over like that first week that my boss would respond with things like K or okay, sounds good. Sometimes there's just typos and stuff. And it gave me permission, like, oh, I can just make this short and sweet and casual. And we still get the same amount of work done and they do not care. So giving me permission to like step away from the perfectionism and just send the fucking email with a see attached. Thanks. You know, Um, exactly. Yes. But I'm wondering about those times when you don't want to accommodate because it doesn't feel authentic to you. Okay. But you do anyway, because you know that you might be able to reach that person better. Like, have you been in situations where I know that this person texts this way or talks this way? And I know that if I also talk a little bit like that, we might have a better conversation or there'd be less conflict or whatever, but it makes me feel like I'm not showing up authentically to the conversation. So it's like that, like balancing of like, I think it's nice when it's, it gives you permission, but also being mindful of when you might be doing that. And it's kind of against your own values or authenticity or something. Of course. And that's why I say it's like both of you are entering into a new thing, doing it at the same time where you're both kind of checking each other's temperatures. And um, I think response time in text is a really huge part of that kind of like a tennis match, right? Where you're like volleying back and forth. Same with text where you're finding a rhythm and you figure out early on, is this somebody who responds quickly? Do they take hours? Does this feel like a civil war letter where it's just like, 
they wait a really long time to respond, but then they send you a very long thing. It's so different person to person. And I think what you're talking about, that can be really easy for people to mask like their true selves or what they prefer if they are texting with somebody who takes a really long time to respond, but they would prefer more frequent messages, but they don't want to be like, hey, could you text me sooner? Because that's an uncomfortable feeling, right? Right. Yes. Right. Yes. This, see, actually, I'm I'm thinking of things that kind of come up um, just with my clients and stuff when they are setting new boundaries in their business and they get, uh, let's say they get a new client and it's like, we look at this as like, this is now like a fresh slate for you to practice these new boundaries for your business and set these expectations up front. This person right. is just getting to know you. And so, you know, maybe with some former clients, you kind of, you broke your own boundaries by responding then responding to them after hours or right. going over this or that. And now you get to really practice with this new person coming aboard and implementing all the things that ideally you want to do. Cause it's so much easier to set expectations before moving forward versus resetting them after have, you know, after having a pattern of doing something differently, then you're like, just kidding. I'm changing my whole, I'm changing everything. And this is what it's like going forward. You know? Yes. Uh, same with sending voice messages. I feel like that's something that you have established with me oh, is yeah. that you prefer voice messages. Yes. <laughs> and so I don't like send voice messages with hardly anybody else in my life, but yeah. you. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Um, And you love it. I don't love it, (laughs) but I love you, so I accommodate to you. So funny. So true. It bothers my, like, whatever ADHD is happening in my brain. I don't like – because when you're playing a voice message on a phone, you can't click out of it and do other things. You have to keep it open. So if you send me a long message, I, like, have to sit and listen to the whole thing as opposed to, like, a quick read-through. Yes. But I – Voice messages, I think, are less convenient for the receiver, but they're more convenient for the sender. Yeah. I think, you know, that is my that is my go-to method of communication with pretty much everybody. Yeah. Text messages are super draining for me to receive and send. Oh, so yes. So I would rather receive a voice message because I can let it play while I'm doing other things instead of having to 
read through the message. Yes. <laughs> um, I can like kind of take notes or whatever it is. And, but when I'm crafting a text or, you know, whatever, I just, there's so many things I usually want to get out that I'm like, this is going to be a 70 paragraph text message, but right. it could be a 30 second voice memo. Right. You know, right. but yes, yes, that is, that makes a lot of sense. Something um, happened to me um, in a relationship that I found really, really helpful. Um, early on, they asked me, what is your preferred communication style? Like, That's awesome. Especially yes. if it's a long distance situation. I think that's really critical to have a conversation like that early on. And I, I fucking appreciated it so much because then I got to say, well, like, I don't mind texting during the day, but I don't love feeling like I am locked into a ping pong constant texting throughout the day situation because that's just very draining and I feel like I can't get things done. Yeah. Um, so it's like I don't mind texting during the day at all, um, but I really appreciate like a FaceTime at night. Yeah. Again, if you can't see the person in person regularly, I think FaceTime is such a great tool to have where you get to feel a little bit more connected than just a regular phone call. Um, but it was established early on and then it was never a problem. And I just was like, this should be mandatory for every relationship. Like, I wish that that was more common because that had not happened, um, in a relationship for me before. And I really, uh, I, I liked that. Yeah. That's awesome. I feel like that conversation usually comes up after somebody did something that the other person didn't like, and then they have to have a conversation of this hurt my feelings or this was not great. Um, well, yeah, that's yeah. The, exactly. Because people can like shoot a shot in the dark and be like, well, I'm going to go at it with this communication style and hope that it's what they want. But oftentimes it's like, maybe that's not enough communication for somebody and then they're feeling hurt or maybe it's too much and they feel smothered. It's like the whole, how certain people go to couples therapy starting before they even have problems because they just want to have somebody to be like helping them objectively work through anything that does come up. I think it's the same with asking early on, hey, what kind of communication do you prefer like you said, to avoid even having a conflict about it. Oh, I love that so much. And even now, like knowing that you prefer text over voice message, I'm like, I could do voice to text. So I'm using my voice. You're getting a text. Boom. Problem solved, baby. (laughs) Your brain. I love how quickly you solve problems. (laughs) By the way, I wasn't saying that to be like, I hope this changes. I like, no, I'm fine with it. It's just, I love knowing that though, because I'm like, oh yeah, this is super simple. And if Kels is receiving it, probably simple for her, but now it's like, oh, how can we make it work for both people? And I think that's a good example of like, just having that conversation. Um, I remember, okay. When Cam and I first started dating, this was like day number one that he's officially my boyfriend. So I'm thinking he's going to text me. He's not going to call. Something's going to happen. And I was dealing with something in my family. It was a very sad time. I I was actually going to a funeral that day on like our first official day um, as boyfriend and girlfriend. And I didn't hear from him all day until 11 PM at night. And the text was about something that was very trivial about like a funny movie or something. And I'm just like, what the fuck is this? You know, like what? <laughs> there was no mention of like how is everything. Hope, hope how are you doing? How are you yeah. doing? 
hope things are okay. I'm thinking about you. Just nothing all day. And then I was like, okay, this is weird. We got to have a conversation. And so we talk and I was just, hey, I just felt like it's a little, it felt a little strange that this is like day number one of us officially being a couple. And it felt like we were still kind of in like hookup bunny mode where you didn't say anything about like, you knew I was at a funeral, there was nothing. And then you text me way late at night about something so random. It felt really like kind of dismissive of, of the situation. And he said, I'm so sorry. Uh, From my perspective, I did not want to bother you because I knew you were going through a tough time. And so I wanted to give you your space. And then I wanted to make sure like, okay, by this time, she's probably done with everything, maybe about to go to bed. And I wanted to send her something lighthearted and funny. I'm like, Oh, "Oh, okay. Sweet Cam. Oh, Cam. Oh, Cam. Yeah. So it's like, okay, now I know where you're coming from. We can, we can talk about, you know, going forward, it would be, of course, now we live together, but going forward, it would be nice to hear from you in a different way, <laughs> at a different time yeah. um, when something like that's going on or just a check-in text once a day or whatever. And I'm not somebody right. who likes to have like a lot of back and forth or a lot of updates, but just, Hey, hope things go well today. Talk to you later. Cool. Um, right. But yeah, it just took that conversation. And I'm not, I didn't even think to have that conversation ahead of time because I think we assume again, don't make assumptions for, for, uh, for agreements, right? You assume yeah. that, that, um, people that you, you sometimes assume that your preferred method of communication is common sense and it's not because mm-hmm. they're assuming their preferred method is common sense. So mm-hmm. you, have to, you have to like establish these new rules. It's so, it's right. fascinating. Yes. Right. And then feelings can get hurt for no reason. Yeah. Similar with love languages. It's like, um, there's a, a YouTuber who I love and have followed for a long time. And she's talked pretty openly about how, um, she and her husband struggled early on because their love languages were so wildly different and she couldn't mm. like, it was like the, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for when you're like exchanging one currency for another? Uh, I can't uh, think of this word right now. Do you know what I mean? Oh, the conversion rate, the conversion rate. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Like his love language was not converting in her mind to him loving her. Like Uh, she would be like, you haven't said this to me or whatever. Cause I think hers, hers was maybe more words of affirmation. And he was like, I cleaned the whole house today. Like, what do you, because for him showing acts of service is like the equivalent of saying, Hey, I love you. You're amazing or whatever. Um, so that's a big part of it too, I think is, is figuring out how you show love, how you want to receive love and same from the other person. Yes. And it is a conscious effort. I mean, when you're like, okay, I, I want to clean the house. That's how I show love, but my partner doesn't feel loved by that. So I have to consciously say, okay, this morning I'm going to tell her she looks beautiful, you know, yes. like, because I know that, that, that converts a <laughs> better conversion rate. Right. Um, one thing that Cam and I have struggled with, with communication and it's completely my fault. I take full responsibility. I'm really bad at checking in. I, t- I've talked about it on the podcast I was just going to bring before. that up. <laughs> yes. I'm like fucking yeah. terrible. And it's not that I'm you know, I'm just not even thinking about it. I can't really explain it, but 
when I'm with somebody else, like if I'm with a friend or I'm with my family or I'm doing something, my attention is fully in that moment with that person. And I'm not considering like, oh shit, I've been out for four hours. I should just tell Cam that I'm going to be longer or whatever. And that is the one thing he's like, Delaney, when I don't hear from you (laughs) for six hours, I think the worst has happened. It it really, it's really affects my anxiety. I'm like, I'm so sorry. So (laughs) what we've done, I've gotten better by the way, like I will. And it's so funny now my family knows I struggle with it. So when Mm -hmm. I come through the door, like, did you tell Cam you got here? Okay. And so everybody's like my accountability buddy. Um, but we just did the whole find your friend thing on my phone. So Cam can see where I'm at if I haven't checked (laughs) That's nice. Yeah. And it's, it sucks to feel like you're doing something over and over that makes your partner anxious or feel like you don't care to check in and to actually have to be so conscious about it. And I have to like set alarms to remind myself. It's just not a natural thing. I think about updating somebody with my whereabouts or how things are going or what time I'm going to be home. I just feel like I was in independence mode for so long. Not that I'm not anymore, but there's somebody who gives a shit about what time I'm coming home. <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah, that's tough. For sure. Um, yeah. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You have talked before on the show about your experiences in the past being on dating apps and the interactions through there. Did you find anything interesting in terms of communication through the apps, like with people's opening lines or how, Mm. how you felt they would show up early on? Oh, you know what? Um, I feel like I remember from text communication to in-person communication, sometimes I'd be really confused. Like for example, somebody's really witty with text back and forth. And then you meet them and it's that that's not the same. Yeah. Like it's lacking. I'm like, oh, because you know, you can take your time via text to write a joke back or come up with something funny. And then it wasn't maybe transferring in conversation. And so I was thinking, wow, I'm gonna really meet up with this person. They're gonna crack me yeah. up the whole time. And then you get there and it's just not really transferring, which is fine. Um, but stuff like that where that's why early on I realized if I want to figure out if there's a connection, I'm just asking them for coffee. If if you message me and I'm interested also, hey, do you want to meet for coffee on Tuesday? Because that's really the only way I'm going to know if I'm into this. I don't want to text right. back and forth for six weeks and then find out that I'm not into it. Um, yeah. Or let's have a, a FaceTime conversation or whatever, but let's let's get out of this dimension on into something more real. Yeah. <laughs> and so I can have that. What about you, Kels? What have you found? 
Yeah. Um, I know you listeners know that I only got on dating apps for the first time in my life. Like what? How long ago now? Less than a year and a half ago. Um, cause I was with somebody for eight years. So I missed kind of the dating app era. Um, but that was pretty <laughs> fascinating to me to see how different people would approach sending like an opening message on the app. Uh, especially because I feel like my life, if you're a guy and you are going to send me an opening message, I feel like my life makes it pretty easy to think of something to say because it's like, I'm a comedian, I'm a pro foosball player, all these things that are such in my mind, easy conversation starters. And it would always blow my mind if I got a message from a guy that was just, Hey, with like the hand wave emoji. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. I was always like, oh, okay. So you're, you're putting it on me. Like you're making the first move technically to send a message, but you're putting it on me to actually contribute to the conversation, like to getting to know each other. Yeah. That was always strange to me. Never responded to any of those. I would respond if they actually took time to read some of my shit and they came up with something that, you know, Hey, I see that you're a fan of this, blah, 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 blah. Okay, you took a little bit of effort here. Yeah. Never responded to the haze. What's up? How's it going? Shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so easy, too. It's so easy not to do that. Yeah. And I suppose it depends what people are looking for on the apps. But right. I think if you're on there and you're seeking a relationship to send an opening message that's just like, hey, doesn't give the vibe that you are looking for that, which again, nothing wrong with it, but right. you you look like you're just trying to cast a real wide net and that you can't be bothered to take the time to send a more thoughtful message. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that is another big area where communication accommodation theory comes into play. And I think it's been kind of ingrained in our society too, to not look overly eager especially at the beginning, like to maybe not respond right mm-hmm. away. And oh, then, I hated that shit. Yeah. And then I think a flip switches a little bit once you actually get into something and there's more established expectations and stuff. And there's less of this feeling of maybe both of you being coy. Right. But do you feel like you would do that with dating apps for like, depending on how long they took to respond, you would kind of take that into consideration of like, if they took a few hours, you weren't like throwing one back two minutes later. Oh, for sure. Yes. Yeah. If I sent, if I, especially if I was the one who sent something and it took them a little while, I would Mm -hmm. probably wait a a similar amount. Yeah. Um, But if it was reciprocated quickly, I wouldn't think twice about, you know, responding in that same manner, you know? Um, And I, I just did not like that shit. Honestly, if I like somebody, I just, I'm going to tell you (laughs) whether it's a a good or bad response. But if I had a great date with somebody, I'm not waiting the three day rule and doing that whole thing. I might, I might text you the day after or right after or whatever and say, I had a really great time. Um, you know, if if they didn't get to it uh, first or something, but I just, I I don't know. It's so funny. Our last episode on being an Aries is like, you're just direct and uncomplicated. Like Mm -hmm. that's what I liked to do with dating. And I was always confused about the whole, um, beaten around the bush type of stuff. Like, 
right. are you into it? Are you not into it? Let's figure it out so we can both move on and move forward. Right. Oh, and there's such a difference too between somebody being direct about how they feel and like love yes. bombing. I have yes. been in a situation where I've experienced being love bombed. And if you never have before, you don't even know it's happening Yeah, because you don't know the signs to look for. And it's really easy to get pulled into someone's world where that feels normal. And it is like constant communication nonstop and like moves too quickly. And it's, there's such a difference between that and somebody in a healthy way being like, Hey, like, this is how I'm feeling about you. I'd like to, you know, yeah. See where this goes or whatever, but yeah. Yes, exactly. And I think there's just a way to be direct without also like being like rude, you know, to somebody like, you know, people are very vulnerable when it comes to dating and just saying like, you know, I really enjoyed that conversation, but I'm really feeling more of a a friendship kind of energy between us. And I really wish you the best of luck, you know, on the, the app and all that. And Whew, yeah. Lord knows I had a lot of different <laughs> Sometimes I tell Kelsey some of my experiences off the record because some of them I really look like a fucking asshole. But um, <laughs> I, I had to learn. Yeah, I learned. I learned a lot during those periods of time. <laughs> a learning yeah. process. Yeah, it is. It is. But yeah, I, I just think that is all very interesting that texting has introduced a completely new way in which we show communication accommodation theory because like I said, whether it's emojis, punctuation, response time, um, length of text, voice messages. It's like, we're always all trying to, to see what it's like with, with somebody. Yeah. Yes. Or like, you know, sometimes if I'm like getting off work and going to go hang out with Cam, it's like, I feel like I haven't been able to talk to you all day. It's like, I've sent you like 10 TikToks. <laughs> like that is not kind oh of my God. Yes. I'm talking about. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. Sending gifts, sending links. You are the queen of gifts. God, you make me laugh so fucking hard with the gifts you send me. But again, like I don't send gifts with a ton of people in my life, but like right. you, you get me and then I'll get, I'll send you some back and it's so fun. Yeah. <laughs> Sending people links to funny TikToks is such a form of communication. Like it's absolutely so funny. Is. It's so funny. And um, yeah, I think, yeah, just having that conversation of what works for both of you and where to meet in the middle. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. And what I did, what I did um, look into or what I did find about uh, communication accommodation theory is just having this understanding can make your communication more efficient. It can improve your relationship, all of that. It can also give you a hint at, um, understanding people's motives and understanding when they really feel like they, when you know, somebody really wants to fit in. If you, have you been in that experience where you're with somebody on, on their own. And then you see them around their friends and they feel like a little bit of a different person. It's like understanding like this person really cares about fitting in with this group of people and, and having like empathy for that or compassion for that, or understanding how important those relationships are and them acting a certain way. Isn't like a, um, whatever split personality of, of course, I'm sure that, you know, obviously that happens too, but it's right. just a little bit different, a version of themselves. And 
knowing why we do that, I think is really important. So you have a deeper understanding of when you see that happen with people. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's what I wanted to talk about. That's it. It's a good one. Juicy. Yeah. Yes. Um, we have a, uh, an iTunes review of the episode this is from MLE 000. It says amazing. I love how real all the hosts are. Definitely one of my favorites. Great job, ladies. Thank you. Hey, thanks Very so nice much. Words. Thanks for dropping a review. Much appreciate. Much appreciate. <laughs> go, go take a second. If you haven't just pull your, your phone up right now and, yeah. and leave us a review. It helps so much. Love um, it. segments. Yes, I. Um, by the time this comes out, it will have already happened, but it hasn't happened in real life yet. I get to go visit my my baby niece. Oh, yay! And I am so excited. I haven't seen her thanks- since Thanksgiving, and she is five months old now. And so she's just in this period of life where, like, she looks like a completely different baby every like two weeks. It's just it's going so fast, and I um, I'm so happy that I have just a a few days during all this crazy touring where I'm like, you know what? I'm going to fucking do it. I I really want to see her and I want to see my brother and sister-in-law. So um, I'm just so excited. I'm sure I'll have an update on how how that went when we record next. Oh, that's so nice. I'm excited for you. Um, Thank you. I uh, recently celebrated my stepmom or my bonus mom's 50th birthday. (laughs) I like the whole bonus mom trend. I like bonus mom. That's nice. (laughs) We celebrated her 50th birthday and we went axe throwing. Have you ever been to one of these places? Whoa. Oh my gosh. I've heard of it. I've never been. So much fun. I went with um, uh, my siblings and and my dad and and my stepmom and Cam. And it's just like you can get your own little area. And yeah. oh my gosh, it's, it's just so much fun. And um, that was a really cool time. And then we got some really delicious food. I have to give this place a shout out because it's one of the best meals I've ever had in my life. There's a place called Makin Sushi, M-A-K-I-N Sushi in Agora Hills, California. It's all vegan and it tastes exactly like all of your favorite sushis. Wow. Everything is, I I wanted to cry because it had been so long since I had like sushi like that, taste that good, all, you know, all vegan. Incredible. Um, but everything that, everything that I would eat before they had it and it was very crazy. I mean, Cam was blown away. Cam is not vegan. He's like, holy shit, this is insane. Like the salmon looks like salmon and shit like that. It was fucking crazy. So shout out to them. Um, check it out if you're in the area, unreal. And, um, yeah, that was uh, that was a fun time with the family recently. I might nice. do some axe throwing again in the future. That sounds like time. I would love that. That sounds like a lot of fun. I was scarily good at it. Cam was a little concerned. <laughs> <laughs> I kicked do his not ass. <laughs> anger this woman. Sleep with one eye open, baby. <laughs> <laughs> she will go Jack Nicholson did the shining on your ass. <laughs> yes. Oh, good. Um, um, all right, where people? Where people? Where people? Where can people find your tour dates? Where my people love? find you? Where people um, find you? You can go to KelseyCook.com and get those tour date tickets. Delaney, where can people find yes. you? DelaneyFisher.com. Come on over. The D-list is full of hot tips and resources. You fishing out of the podcast. we got all kinds of weird shit that we're talking about coming up uh, this season. Nice. Yeah. All right, guys. I hope you have an incredible week, and we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Self Helpless Podcast. You can find our Patreon community, merch, and our individual work at selfhelplesspodcast.com. We'd be thrilled if you shared this episode with a friend or feel free to post it on Instagram and tag at selfhelplesspodcast so we can repost you and say thank you. Thank you.